I really want to live in that space where I can put myself out there for what I want and accept and receive the gifts that the universe have coming for me and appreciate that I was grateful for the journey that got me there and that I am, I am not going to lose what it is that I've achieved because I am deserving of it. It's been almost a year and a half since my book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls, A Guide to Modeling Courage, Confidence, and Self-Love for the Next Generation has been published. And it's always so amazing to release a book baby into the world and just like pray and wish that it's going to reach the right people. And what's even better is when you start hearing from your readers about the impact that it's made and the things that they've learned. And so it's been an amazing transformational year. And I'm so grateful for the feedback that you've provided about the book. What I know for sure is that we as women have such this deep desire to empower girls, whether it's our daughters or our nieces or our students or our clients, but we forget that by looking in the mirror, that's actually like the, the most important work that we can do by really um, making that relationship with ourselves better is the greatest gift that we have to give to the next generation. So that's how we step into our empowerment and lead by example with intention. Uh, I hope you'll check out my book, Empowered Women, Empower Girls. It's available on Amazon. And to all my readers who've been with me, I thank you. I appreciate you more than you know. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is Empowering Her. And I'm so excited that I have my childhood best friend with us again, Michelle Suferian. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> this is how we talk all the time, actually. It actually is. So I right? feel like if we're going to keep doing this, we, we're just going to have to be the most ourselves that we are. And it's kind of like a phone conversation. Like when we get on the phone and we just start our rants, and I kind of feel like the topic that we have for everyone is a rant, but in a good way. It's like a, it's like a therapeutic rant and how we can transform things for ourselves. Before we dive into the topic, um, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the audience again, and then you introduce the topic. Okay. Uh, well, as Mel said, my name is Michelle Safarian. Uh, Mel and I have been, uh, best friends since I don't know, since I was at least five or six. Um, and without giving away our ages, I won't say how many years ago that was, but that's a big part of my resume is my friend. I'm a mom of three, um, full-time working, and I live here in Los Angeles, California, and I work in the healthcare technology space. Um, and so when Mel asked me for a topic for us to talk about, I I was thinking about, you know, when we want to ask for something, um, the fear that comes along with it. So I'm not talking about like asking for a home or a, or a car or a shirt or a shoes. 
and and maybe that is for some people, but you know, I'm talking about like, how do you know what to ask for? And is there an inherent fear in asking for what we want? And as I was thinking through it, um, you know, it, it starts off with, do we know what to ask? You know, do someone told me this once, and I don't know if this is true. I'm actually dying to look it up. But someone told me that when people go through rabbinical school, one of the tests that they go through is not the questions that they answer, but rather they evaluate what questions they ask. Mm -hmm. And that for years has left a profound kind of impact with me that am I asking the right questions? Am I thinking about the right things, you know, and related to our topic about asking, you know, fear of asking for what you want, how often does fear play a part in the ask? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, so let's start with like, how do you know what to ask for? You know, sometimes you're sitting there and, and where does fear come into play? Like, you know, or maybe you're asking for more children. Maybe you're asking for health. Maybe you're asking for, um, and these are like the fundamental things, right? But like, then we get into like, it's not necessarily the must have, but you'd like to have. And then you start shying away from your ask. You're like, ah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I need to ask for that. I have my health. I have my kids. I have my home. I have my car. Oh, I should just be grateful and I shouldn't ask. Yeah. And I think we fall in this trap of, well, we have to, you know, we we should always be grateful. Therefore, we should not ask. I don't believe in that. I think you can be grateful and I think you can ask. It's not a or statement. It's an and statement. So... I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Yeah. Good topic. Good topic. I definitely agree with you. I know that when I find myself wanting something, um, going after something, praying, it like it often comes up when I pray. Um, and then sometimes this voice, like this other part of me comes in and is like, yeah, you, you got enough. Like you got to be grateful for what you have. Like you don't need more. Um, and I'm not talking about material things, right? I'm, I'm just talking about anything. So I think we all do have that, but, um, but I don't think it's like, I don't think it's serving us. I certainly don't think it's serving us. I think we are, we are depriving ourselves of what we are worthy of in this life, you know? And I think that we don't have to, we don't have to be afraid to want. So it's like you and I are talking about asking, but I think that we even need to scale it back to wanting where we've made well, wanting something that's perhaps selfish, you know? Um, well, I think, in, and especially in recent years, and I'm not saying this as a point of criticism, I'm saying this because it's, I think it's true and it's right. So like you hear a lot of speakers, motivational speakers, people who, who say, if you want to feel good, if you want to snap out of it, if you, you know, you should wake up every day and you should have gratitude. 
should mm-hmm. have gratitude that your heart is beating. You should have gratitude that you're alive. You should have, and there's, and that's true. Like that shouldn't go away. We shouldn't not be grateful for what we have, but that gratitude doesn't necessarily mean that because I'm grateful, I shouldn't ask for more. So I want to just tell you about an experience I had this past Friday, which made me think about this topic. Um, I was at the hairdresser (laughs) and uh, another customer came in and then she was friends with my hairdresser and they were having a conversation and I got injected into the conversation and like I always inject myself. Um, And we were talking about, so, so here's a girl who, you know, I just met her for the first time. She was 43, a yoga instructor. Um, She does, um, meditational walkthroughs so she takes people on journeys through different medicines if you will um and she just struck me as a really fascinating person Mm -hmm. and you know I could see though that there was a sadness in her face and the sadness was and maybe this is my bad but we did talk about it a bit her and I that she hadn't gotten married she hadn't had kids and while she loved her life it was an area that she was like I guess this is not for me and was kind of like wondering that. So that came out in the conversation and she's a sibling to three other boys. Okay. And we were talking about somehow our, my trip to Israel and how I met my husband came up and this and that. And she said, yeah, I went to the wall and I said, did you ask for what you want back then? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, did you write the letter? She goes, yes. And I said, well, did you ask for what you want? And she said, she thought about it and she said, I didn't ask for what I want. I asked for like what I want for other people. I didn't, I asked for my brother. I asked for my mom. And I said, but did you ask for yourself? Hmm. And she's like, I didn't, I didn't. She's like, because what I want for myself is what I want for other people. And I said, and I could see there was a light bulb kind of going off, you know, like with her and I in this exchange. And it dawned on me that a lot of times we're really afraid to ask for what it is we want. And that fear, you know, think about it. It it takes a lot to ask the universe for what you want. You have to be bold. You got to be. You got to be willing to take your chances that what you may want may not be in store for you, that, you know, everything that, you know, you think you deserve because this thing doesn't happen means you don't deserve it. So we attach meaning to the result of what we're looking for. Right. So so I just see this a lot where, you know, either people feel undeserving or they don't know what to ask for, or they think they should be grateful and therefore shouldn't want more. And it's like, especially with women, geez, man, let's just step into this and let's be grateful and let's ask for what we want. What's the harm in that? Yeah, I love I love that and I love the story. I love us catching ourselves in moments like this. I mean, let's just say this off the bat. Um we are deserving of everything that we wish and want for ourselves. We're deserving of it and we're worthy just because we are. We say this to the girls in our workshops all the time. You are worthy just because you are. It's not because of anything you've done or said. 
you were born worthy and you are worthy. So when we can claim that worthiness, I think a lot of, a lot of possibilities and opportunities unlock for us. I love that you say, and we can have gratitude and we can want more because wanting more ultimately, you know, wanting more growth, wanting more um, evolution, wanting to learn more, wanting to meet new people, wanting to have new experiences, read new books. I mean, of course we want more. This is our birthright. This is part of evolution, right? So it's okay to want more. And yes, gratitude actually unlocks the door to more. So when we can have gratitude for what we want, not in a toxic positivity kind of way, right? Like I know you were saying some thought leaders are like, wake up with gratitude. And sometimes we don't. Like, let's just own it. Sometimes we wake up and we don't feel grateful. Um, and, and it, and it doesn't help us to compare ourselves to people who have less, do less, you know, live in parts of the world where they have access to less. So I always say, let's feel what we feel, feel the thing that we're feeling so that we can move through it and release it and move into a place of gratitude, right? If the gratitude part is hard, but yes, we can have gratitude and then move into um, owning what we want. But on this topic of what we want, I think there are a few things that stop us from going after what we want and asking for what we want. Um, I think one is a lack of clarity. Like we don't always even know what we want, right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, so sometimes you don't even know. You don't even know. There's a lack of clarity. So how do you move in the direction of the thing when you don't really know what the thing is? And I think that also comes from years of conditioning, like being told to want a certain thing, like take girls and guys for, you know, for example, being told, and I, you know, I believe in the union of marriage. I I love being married. Like, I love all that, but I can also very clearly see that that's not for everyone and that not everyone wants that. But these ideas that are, um, you know, planted into our our brains and our minds, making us think that we should want what everyone else wants that kind of block us from really digging into what is it that I really, 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 really want. And I know you got something to say about that. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I also think like, let's not overthink things, right? Like, I, I can imagine and maybe I'm wrong. And maybe a lot of people watching this podcast are gonna be like, shoot, she's so out of touch. You know, I, I could feel and, you know, appreciate that and probably expect and assume. I mean, she did say it at one point, but even without her saying it, this girl I met, I could see the sadness of, you know, you want to have a life partner, you, you know, and again, to your point, I do know a lot of people who've never wanted kids. And I, I actually think that was the right decision for them. And they shouldn't have had kids as an example. So it's not a one size fix all. But I don't think it's bad to want the things that maybe in society everybody else wants and to follow the herd. I think the key is to not be attached to the result. That's the key. And that's where I think gratitude plays a part in what you want. So my husband told me, and I, I don't know his name, but he's um he's an Indian fellow. He has that white beard. Um Jeez, I see him all over the internet and I can't remember his name right now, but you know, he's kind of like a Deepak Chopra, you know, kind of spiritual leader. And he was talking about like 
not to be, it's okay to also want something, but you can't be attached to the result. The minute you get attached to the result, that's kind of like where things kind of go turn, like they turn. And I remember hearing this and even now, like I'm having a hard time, like as I'm saying it, I'm like, God, how do you not get attached to the result? Yeah. But every time I think about gratitude, I stop getting attached to the results. So just think about what we're saying, right? I'm going to use myself as an example. I live in a great house. It's a beautiful house. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, it could be a little bit bigger for a family of five, okay? Family of five is, <laughs> and then we we're bumping into each other. So, you know, and I and I go back and forth because my kids were born in this house and, and I have this feeling of gratitude. But a part of me is like, God, I really would love if we just could be in a bigger house. Right. And. But every time I come back to. I'm grateful for this space that we have and the love that is that exists here. And that house I keep driving by every day and I say, that's my dream house. I'm going to get it. And they are. One and the same. They are no. not, it, it's not a, I'm not trying to feel, you know, I know one day I will get that dream house. It's just right now, this is part of the journey. And, and there's so much empowerment stepping into that, like step into that for yourself. Step into the fact that you can still have that and be grateful for right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. And I think that's a really healthy way of manifesting, right? That's releasing the results. That's doing the things, having gratitude for where you are, dreaming about what may come next, right? Without being tied to the idea of it having to come right now and without robbing yourself of the enjoyment of this house right now where you are, just because there's another house that you one day would like to, to call into your life. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a really healthy way of calling in what you want. You're not attached to that result. It doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It doesn't have to happen next week. You already know, like, I love that. Like you already know it's going to happen. I don't, I don't already know, but I like, well, you kind of said I that. Yeah, I've, so here's what I've, here's what I've like come to that. I believe that I am on the right journey to get me there. That's okay. what I, I yeah. believe that I am where I'm supposed to be right now in order to get there in whatever amount of time. That, yeah. that's what I genuinely believe. And, and that, you know, we're kind of like twisting all the topics here, but that, that's also kind of playing, excuse me, that's also, you know, being about being present and, you know, loving where you're at right now. And, you know, just, just trust that where you are right now is where you're supposed to be. And that you shouldn't be afraid to ask and to want more in your life. You know, I, I can't express this enough where I, I genuinely see in so many women this you you see it it's on their face like do I deserve it should I really want more I don't really know if I deserve it you know and it's like no go after that lady like you you got this and also love the journey to get there every door closed everything that's happening it's it is 
for the purpose of getting you through the journey on that road to that house. That I believe. I I agree 100%. And I've been doing a lot of studying of the law of attraction over the years. And um, Esther Hicks, for anyone who listens to Esther Hicks, so I, I absolutely love this body of wisdom. And she says, you know, when we're wanting something, we're, we're dwelling in an energy of not having it, right? So we want it. So we feel like we don't have it. And that energy is never going to create that thing that we want and bring it into our lives. So she'll say things like, um, you know, have the desire, but then go and just enjoy your life. Focus on the feelings that are going to make you feel good. Like you just said, enjoy the process. So like, you know, claim that this is what I want and this is what I'm manifesting in the future. But then instead of dwelling in the energy of want, 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 because I don't have, have, have it yet. Dwell in the energy of something that does bring you that joy and that feeling of freedom that you might have from living in that house and the the amount of space, open space that you'll have. Like find that feeling in the now and dwell in that feeling in the now and you won't be in the energy of the want, but you'll be in the energy of the attracting it towards you. And I hope that I've said that well. I feel like that's the clearest way that I can say it. Beautiful. Um, and like, like stepping into like, all we have is now. That's it. That's all we have. We don't have yesterday. We don't have two minutes ago. We don't have 12 days ago. We don't, you know, we can't future trip because nothing is certain. All we have is now. So if you can focus on the feeling of right now and feel the best that you possibly can in this moment or feel the thing you need to feel so that you can feel better. That's the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves. I got to tell you, in raising my daughters, there are so many things that I thought I was doing to empower them. And like really what I was actually doing is perhaps keeping them small or stuck. Uh, So much of the way that we show up for our girls, the words that we use, um, the activities that we take part in together. There are so many ways that we have in the moment real-time opportunities to uplift and encourage them and to set them up with confidence. And sometimes we just need like our village, right? We need um, someone to show us the way. Well, I've created something and it's called the 10-Day Empower Her Challenge. It's completely free and it's 10 simple, actionable steps that you can take today to empower your girls, to do things with them that are going to reveal their superpowers to them. I want to share this with you. Um, I hope you'll check it out. All of the links that I share are always in the show notes. You can also check it out at www.melodypormorati.com slash empower. 100%. And I, and I think that what you just said, and you said it so beautifully, that's how you don't get attached to the result. If you live in that energy of gratitude of what exists today, then you are not attaching yourself to the result of what you want, you know, but go after it, you know, go after it. And, and, (laughs) you know, for all you romantics out there, like, you know, hope, dream, live, love, get disappointed, get hurt. Like it's okay. Live. Live. Right. Live. Just live and 
you know, enjoy this. You know, if anyone's watched that movie Parenthood with Steve Martin, there is that scene. Have you, do you remember that movie? I, I for sure have seen it many times, but my mem, like, I, I, I don't remember. When you say it, maybe it'll spark something. So the, you know, he, he's a father of, I think, three in the movie and they're young kids and, you know, he's working and it's just, he's overwhelmed with life and parenting and all of that. And he's just going through the motions, right? Of trying to deal with all of this. And, you know, finally he's at his kid's school play and <laughs> his kid bumps into another kid and all the props and everything start to fall apart. And they snip into like his mind and he's on this roller coaster you know, and a roller coaster can be incredibly fearful, but it can be incredibly fun. Mm. Watch his mind. He starts out in fear and then you kind of see him release, put his hands up and enjoy the ride. Mm. You know, Love. enjoy the, it, enjoy it the can ride. go both ways, but yeah. which one are you going to take? What are you right? going to choose? What's your perspective? Yeah. Yeah. So, I have a question for you because when I was thinking about this topic and I was thinking of like asking for what we want, knowing what we want, fearing what you, what we want, how much of the fear that we have asking for what we want is actually caused by our fear of success? So much, Hmm. so much. That's, that's why, you know, I thought this is a good topic. What happens if we actually get what we want? Holy shit. I got that house. I got that job. I got that guy. I got that kid. You know, there's that, you know me, Mel, I love movies. Um, There's that scene in the Sex and the City movie, the first one where, um, you know, Charlotte gets pregnant and she starts crying and she stops jogging and Carrie comes in and says, what's wrong with you? And she says, I'm so afraid of losing this baby because I got everything I want. How, how much is that us in our lives, right? Like then we get what we want and we're like, oh my God, how do we deal with this now? Yeah. Right. And so, and again, feeling deserving and feeling like fearful that now that I have what I want, am I going to lose what I have? There's fear in, in succeeding and getting ultimately what it is that you want. And, you know, I'm like probably the worst person to talk about this part because this is me. You know, I, I know that I live in a constant fear of, oh my God, what happens if I actually get it? Like what happens there? You know? Um, and it stops me a lot of time because the other aspect of this is, is what do you have to give up? If you got what you wanted, yeah, I have to give up being a victim. Mm -hmm. I have to give complaining that I don't have what I want. I have to give up the on the feeling of unworthiness. I have to give up, you know, this feeling that I actually should have this in my life. Like, and those things have served me well. Let's be honest; they've served me well. Have they? Yeah. I can call you and complain about how shitty whatever is. I there's a comfort because there's a comfort in that. There's a Mm -hmm. comfort in oh, 
like some people live in the comfort of the fact that they are a victim or they haven't gotten what they wanted or or what it might cause to their relationships. We talked about this on our last podcast, right? And especially for women, when you're successful, what happens? You you might have people who no longer want to be around you. You might have people who no longer want to talk to you. You might have people who, you know, are threatened by you. So now you start to lose those people because you've you've suddenly, you know, come to achieve. So there's a fear in that. There, what happens, and don't think your mind doesn't know this, well, if, uh, you know, if tomorrow I achieve all my dreams and now I can go, let's just use a real example, even between you and I, right? And, you know, I'm not that this is my dream in any way, but imagine if one of my dreams were like, I want to be a billionaire and I want to be able to have a house everywhere in all the great places of the, of the world and be able to travel to them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what would that mean potentially to yours and my friendship? Like, when I at least see you two, three times a year, then I don't necessarily see you. And you you may feel like you can't keep up with me anymore. Like, how will that dynamic change? Like, there's there's a lot. There's a lot that our mind thinks about, like, consciously or unconsciously about what happens if we achieve something. Yeah. Yeah. And that energetically blocks us from bringing it into our lives. So it's really like that internal dialogue, that reflection that, you know, whether it's we're journaling or writing or talking to someone, a therapist, a coach or someone, but it's like really looking at the things that you say you want and asking yourselves, yeah, is like, is that really true for me? Do I really want that thing? And if I do really want it, how am I going to create space for it in my life? What am I no longer going to be available for? Right. Who are the people that can no longer support that version of me? Just like you just said right now. But I will tell you this. Yes, there is such a comfort in knowing that if there's something that I need to talk to you about that I can call you anytime and be like, right? Because there will be things in life that are like that. And we need to have someone that we can vent to, right? So, but, but I will also be there to hold that version of you who gets what she wants and calls me and tells me like, guess what? Like X, Y, Z, guess what? I've committed to writing a book. Guess what? I've committed whatever that version is for you. So like, you know, that's another question to ask ourselves. Like if we have too many people in our lives who we love to get on the phone with and, 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 you know, I don't want to use the word complain because there's a difference between venting and complaining. But if that just becomes the norm, then that's another trigger to to become aware of. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily and maybe the friend, you know, example is not the right one, but maybe it's siblings, right? Like what happens if I get what I want and my sibling doesn't? What happens if um, what happens if you earn more money than your husband does. What does that do to the marriage? What happens if, you know, um, I get what I want and I'm no longer the version of the mom I want to be to my kids. (laughs) So, you know, maybe the friendship one isn't the most predominant, but you see what I mean? Like you, you, there are these blockers that I think come with the fear of, you know, if I actually get what I want, what happens to these other things? And I think those unconsciously become or consciously become a blocker. 
for yeah. us. Again, I'll be the first to say I am ridiculously afraid of mm, like if I got it, what I would do with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would be Charlotte. I, I definitely would be Charlotte in that scene and I would be like, oh my God, I got everything. And then the fear of now that I have it, you know, am I going to lose it? Yeah, yeah. And am I willing to go after what I want? Get it. It's almost better not to have it, right? Like, <laughs> I hate that for us, right? Like, I hate that for us because what does that mean about our dreams? You know? Yeah. That, this is like a big, this is a big thing we're saying here. Like, I, I really do. I, I think that's, it's big and it's like, we need to get, we need to get into it. Like we need to get into it because um, then what is the point of dreaming, right? Like, what is the point? What is the point? What is the point of dreaming or setting goals? If the fear of having that goal be achieved is bigger than the goal itself. Ouch. Very, very well said. Ouch. I, I don't like that for us. And and I don't think that that's for everyone. You know, I'm picturing someone in particular listening to this conversation and be like, this girl is whacked. And not coming from a place, but coming from a place like, girl, just go after what you want and shut the fuck up. You know, right. like, you know, it's like overthinking it. And again, maybe thinking that we're undeserved. Like I could see this person right now sitting in front of me and being like, just go after what you want. Well, you know, listen, there, but there are different people, right? Some people will be listening to this conversation and be like, you're overanalyzing, stop it, go after what you want. But there's a good population of people who literally, and that's why I asked this question is like, how much are we afraid of the success of what comes after on the other side of getting what we want? It is a subconscious block. We said this on the last episode. I feel like I say it all the time. 96% of our brains are our subconscious minds. So if that 4% is all in, that 4% of our conscious mind, they're like, I am all in. I'm going for my dreams. There's still 96% of programming from our childhood, from you know the conversations that we've had, from things that we've read, from things that we've witnessed without ever noticing that we witnessed them, that is running the show, right? It's running the show. So it this is an important conversation and it is important for us to, you know, ask ourselves what's on the other side of getting what I want and am I pre- prepared for it? And if I'm not, what do I need to do to get prepared for it? And if I am, then let's go all in, right? Yeah, I think these are all the questions that, again, kind of play a role in asking for what it is that we want, right? These these are all the questions we ask ourselves, all the things. And I, I honestly, for those people out there that, that do just go for it, join Mel's podcast because I want to watch <laughs> you guys about it. Come and be a guest on the podcast if you've yeah. gone for it and you've gotten it or vice versa. Like you just know that you, you're not the container to hold the space for what's on the other side. But what, what I'm thinking here is let's like, 
we were at a Shabbat dinner on Friday night and um, my daughter Noah brought up, like there's a Ted talk. Did you send this to us? I don't know who sent it to us. And it's like all about big talk instead of small talk. It's like, we go out and it's constantly small talk. Like, I know you're not into that. And I really like, uh, I can't, I can't do small talk for extended periods of time. And so in this TED talk, this girl's like, let's go right into big talk. Let's talk about big things, important things. Like, I don't care what the weather's like or what you had for dinner last night or what you're doing tomorrow. Like, let's talk about the stuff that matters. And so like in the spirit of having more big talk, I invite the people who are listening to this, like grab a friend and have this conversation. Ask them like, you know, do you fear your success? Do you fear asking for what you want? And if you do, why? Why do you fear the success? What's on the other? Like have a big conversation about this and let us know. Like we want to hear from you. What are you coming up with? Like this is just two women having a chat about what they feel and what their um, experiences have been and asking for what they want. And we haven't even really even gotten to times where we've asked for what we wanted and perhaps not gotten it, right? Because that's one of the things that holds us back from continuing to ask. Um, but I want to be mindful uh, of your time and the time of our listeners and all of that. Like if we had some last minute things to leave people with, any any final thoughts until you and I meet here again and do this again? Because I think people really love, I got so much amazing feedback from the last time you and I spoke. Um, and like selfishly, like I want you to do this with me every week because it's a lot of like, this is, this is our com- weekly conversation, right? So, um, but anything you want to leave people with? I think I want to leave myself with something, you yeah. know, cause I feel like I don't want your listeners to leave this conversation with like, okay, now what? Right. And, and I think like I live in the now what, like, right. Cause I'm afraid to ask for what it is that I want. And so if I were trying to like leave myself with something so that my day is filled with energy and the kind of power that like, I'm going to get this thing done is I really want to live in that space where I can put myself out there for what I want and accept and receive the gifts that the universe have coming for me and appreciate that I was grateful for the journey that got me there and that I am, I am not going to lose what it is that I've achieved because I am deserving of it. Yeah. Gorgeous. What a beautiful declaration that you just yeah. made. Write that down and send it to me so I can put it. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to turn that into the teaser. Like we have these teasers reels on Instagram and that's going to be it. Cause that's a beautiful, like I am declaring this as my truth. I'm affirming it. Let's freaking go. Let's right? go. Let's go. And um, 
And if I were to leave people with anything and leave myself with anything, it would be like dwelling in the question. I'm bringing this back full circle. You said something about um, rabbinical school and it's in the questions. And I always feel like, you know, the quality of the response that we get is in the questions that we're willing to ask ourselves and the questions that we're willing to dwell in. So asking ourselves, um, do I know what I want? And am I willing to go for it? And journaling on that, you know, reflecting on that and being really honest. And I think that's the hardest thing to do. But if you can be honest with yourself, like that's really the first step in um, getting to that next evolution of yourself. So, um, and we'll be back. Yeah. And I bet you just on that topic of journaling and if I know you well enough, when we're doing that of what we want, there's going to be a moment where you're like, we're all reserved to actually act. just pay attention to that. I'm curious to see if that happens. Or can you really let loose and yeah. be like, I want to live in Paris, like whatever it might be, like really like, what is it that we want? I wonder if there's that moment where you hold back. Is that yeah. too much? See, see if that happens. I'm curious to know if that happens. I totally will. I will. And, um, I I know that this is a whole other tangent, but I just want to say this, like, Michelle, you know, this, like everybody knows this because I talk about it a lot because that's what's going on for me right now is my girls are, are God willing, going away to college in a year. And I'm, I'm blessed with this open space of figuring out what's next Like, what is the next iteration of my business? What is the next iteration of my relationship with my husband? What is the next iteration about like our living situation? Where are we going to be? Are we going to still have our home? Are we going to move? Are we going to, you know, what are we going to, what are we going to do? And so, um, I feel like this is, this is what I, this is exactly the exercise that I need right now to really hone in on what I want unapologetically without being afraid to, to dwell in the question. So I will report back. Love it. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for being here with us again, Michelle. Um, If you've loved this episode, let us know, Michelle, if anyone wants to connect with you on Instagram, where, where's the best place? Oh gosh. Um, I don't even know what my Instagram account is, but I think it's just M. Yeah. I feel like it's M. Sufarian at M. (laughs) Sufarian. Yeah. And I'll make it very, very, you know, uh, original. <laughs> it's you're, it's clear so people can find you, right? <laughs> Anyways, I love you. Thank you for your time, sweetheart. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for your listenership. If you love what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a five-star review and subscribing to the show so that you don't miss an episode. These reviews are so very helpful to us and we are so grateful for each and every one of them. If you'd like to hang out with us on Instagram, give us a visit at Girl Life Empowerment. Can't wait to see you there.